the Netflix Movie Club podcast. I am your co-host, Noah Bayshore, and this is... Tom Delore. And today, we're going to be talking about Turbo Kid. Now, we didn't do this last time, but spoiler warning. There are spoilers in this podcast. If you haven't seen Turbo Kid, go and look it up on Netflix and watch it and come back to the podcast, and we can have a discussion so, yeah, so Turbo Kid is a 2015 movie. It was independent, and it premiered at Sundance. Uh, and it was not what I was expecting, I'll oh, say that. absolutely. absolutely. It, was re- it was filmed to kind of be like a 80s movie, but like present day. And I thought that was really cool and kind of fresh. Cause I, I've always kind of wondered what, uh, you know, 80s movies, like you know it's an 80s movie. It has that look. It has that feel to it. And this one, I was kind of, I always kind of wondered how you could do that or if you could do that with like modern film and stuff. And I feel like Turbo Kid definitely answered that question with a yes. Um, so we're going to talk about actually the short that was filmed for Turbo or like the origin of Turbo Kid. Yeah, first. it was like what it was. They did like an original short film. I think it's on YouTube. It is. It's called uh, T is for Turbo, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah, it was directed by the same people. And it was actually filmed for this movie called The ABCs of Death. Have you seen that movie? No, I haven't. Okay, it's also on Netflix. I strongly recommend you don't watch it. Okay. Uh, it didn't get accepted uh, into that movie. At least I'm assuming not. I, I don't, it's not in there. So I would assume that like... Well, they're doing pretty okay, so <laughs> it's all right. Which I'm kind of happy, though, that it didn't get into that movie because I feel like if it would have went into that kind of thing. Then kind Turbo of, Kid probably Yeah, I feel like happened. it would have died there. Like, not because... Like, that movie, ABCs of Death is not necessarily like a non-popular movie. Like lots of people have seen it. I'm not sure how they like it. It's kind of big. They made a second one. Hmm. But I feel like adding it into a movie, you're kind of like, we're done. Yeah. And so I'm kind of, I'm really glad that they were like, all right, you know what? We can do this, you know, better if we have like a budget and stuff like that. And so I'm really happy that it didn't go to that movie. Um, Same. Also, I want to say that even though it is like, what inspired I don't want to say inspired what came before Turbo Kid you don't it's have, extremely different yeah you don't have to watch it I I mean there are there are some characters that do come back yeah there's like, like us yeah. the, the character Skeletron mm-hmm. and Zeus and and Turbo the, Kid yeah. the kid yeah like he doesn't have a name it's just the kid which I thought was very like fight club of the movie because yeah. it's like the narrator just the kid but yeah, I you don't have to watch it. You know, I thought it was kind of eh because it's kind of like it's like if you were to take Turbo Kid and like reduce it by a lot, yeah, then I, that's what you would get. Yeah, because I felt like at least every or like most of the aspects of Turbo Kid were in the short, but Turbo Kid really took the short and made it like way they turned it up to an eleven. Definitely. Okay, so then going into the movie, like we said, it was filmed to be like an '80s movie, like. In every single way. Uh, they have, like, right off the bat in the, um, I think they're, like, uh, studio credits or producer credits or whatever yeah, before that. They're one of the um, companies. I can't remember what it was called. There's a lot of studios that work on this movie. Yeah. One, I heard that, uh, like, as this movie was being premiered, people were, like, laughing because there's so many, like, studio logos in the introduction to the movie, people were like, oh my gosh, is it going to stop? Oh, really? I didn't even, I yeah. wonder if that was on Netflix. I didn't even notice. I thought it was going to There was a lot. Yeah. Well, the first one was like totally introduced like 
and with an 80s aesthetic. With like the uh, the synth stuff going on. Yeah. That's, I thought and, that was the opening to the movie. Yeah, and it said uh, it said um, like are you the number one retailer of laser discs? Yeah, and like, like laser discs are dead. <laughs> and I thought that was like probably a joke, but I oh, thought yeah, it was yeah. su- but I thought it was super funny. Um, and there's like tons of stuff that they included throughout the movie um, that was like very 80s and had a really cool vibe to it. Like we can talk about everything they did was on – they didn't have any cars. It, it was oh, yeah. A, everything – all the like, you know, crazy – maybe not even crazy. That's like pushing it. Like all the chase scenes. I mean their mode of transportation is BMX bikes. Like – and it's not even like they're all kids. Oh, yeah. They're like – there's grown men <laughs> – like riding around on BMX bikes in the middle of like a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Which I thought was like, okay, that's a nice little nod to like, you know, 80s films. Yeah, because like, like there's always the kids like running around on their bikes yeah. and it's like, it's cool. But I kind of thought that maybe took away from the movie a little bit. A little bit like so? for me, like I was like, okay, that's kind of interesting. And I'm also like, this is ridiculous. Like the whole movie is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. That one was like goofy i guess yeah and so i don't know it kind of felt weird to me to me like it just like added on to the charm of it because it was already cheesy to begin with mm-hmm. and then they just it just added on to it yeah i can see that and like another big like 80s thing was definitely the music which is actually oh, yeah. created for the film it wasn't like stuff they pulled it wasn't a soundtrack they like made the music for the movie and it was really good you really enjoyed it yeah i honestly like am listening to it all the time now. It's so good. I really like it. And yeah, the same people there after I'll say after this movie, they released a kind of prequel video just a little bit ago. And the same people that did the music for this movie were the same. I believe are the same people. Yeah, that did the, the same pr- people that did the original soundtrack for it. Maybe. And so hopefully they'll, you know, still be around. Uh, but yeah, everything was 80s. Like we're talking like the fonts, even like the title font was mm-hmm. like, you know, that I, I want to say it's like shiny, but kind of like cartoonish. Yeah. Like it's like chrome. Like, yeah. Sort of like the transformers. Like that's what it like, or it's like, like retro. The, yeah. Retro. Yeah. Um, and so that was interesting. And also one thing I thought was neat, uh, was that their CGI or whatever it was called in the eighties. I don't know. was also like very eighties. It was like very over. Excuse me. It was very over the top and like superimposed, kind of. Yeah. Like, which I thought was kind of like you know it had that quirky charm to it. You're like, okay, well, I'm glad it's not realistic because I feel like if it was realistic, like I, I don't remember what its rating was. It might not have been rated. No, it was. Yeah, it was unrated. I think. Uh, I've, cause, but I feel like if it was rated it, and it was like they didn't have the 80s like look to it, it would definitely be a completely other movie. It, yeah, it would be way darker because it is you know. We'll skip around a little bit, but uh, it is a super gory movie. Oh my god, it is like I like I thought this was gonna be like a little kids like spoof of like Mad Max. That's or something. exactly what I thought too. And this is like a Tarant almost like Tarantino level like bloodfest. Yeah, like Tarantino Rodriguez, where it's like over the top gore. I was thinking like Quentin Tarantino, but like yeah, no, I'm thinking Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez. Okay, and oh, like yeah, yeah, Grindhouse, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that kind of stuff. Uh, is like, yeah, it's like super gory because the kid, the kid, yeah. uh, has this like power glove. What's it called? Turbo, turbo It's like, glove? it's the turbo glove. Yeah. And basically he can like charge up. I mean, punches. if you, if you're reading, uh, listening to this, you know, like it is OP. Yeah. You can, he can just like annihilates anyone into like, like yeah. just a and cloud it, of blood. Yeah. And for a lot of it, it is a cloud of, or like, yeah, a spray. Just, just a spray. Like, oh gosh. And uh, one of the funniest parts of that movie was also like 
a gory part was that final battle and he's got the glove and he, he punches that guy yeah. and his legs come off and it goes on top of the other guy's head but that keeps on happening yeah. and it just piles yeah. up and the dude's like where am I it was like ridiculous and funny and I was really great but I really appreciated the gore because I feel like yeah it kind of st- kind of rode the line between being like if it wasn't gory it could have been like maybe this is kind of kiddish yeah. or like if it was like too gory or too like serious it'd be like this is definitely like super dark and gritty and it kind of rode the line between being like fun and also like kind of gory and dark yeah. so it was like it was a really good combination they really used it like it. very well like it wasn't you know yeah they you know de- I mean? yeah like they definitely knew these are these this is their first movie but they definitely knew what they were doing and they knew how to what they were going for and they i think they achieved it really well um another thing that was great was costumes i think so too um I wasn't a big fan. I would say I liked uh, Turbo, the kid's costume. Mm-hmm. I thought that was, like, really neat and stuff and, like, colorful. I, I liked that him and Apple had, like, yeah, like the, the only person not wearing, yeah. like, black or Like, the background was really, like, monochromatic. Like, it was, like, really, like, dark and, like, bland. Mm-hmm. But, like, these people's costumes were, like, super bright and, like, very 80s. So, like, that was really cool that they decided to do that. Maybe there's some symbolism there yeah, since they were the good bit. guys. <laughs> Um, and I, I really like their costume. I wasn't a huge fan of his helmet. I feel like it, no? like, I don't know. I'm not a, it felt kind of, it looked like it was kind of bulky to me. Like it low key. I mean, like there's the giant star on the side and it, for some reason, it reminded me of like Steven Universe. Oh, okay. shout out to <laughs> I Steven see Universe. That. Yeah. Like that just automatically was like, yes, this is great. Uh, yeah. And, but then also if you want to talk about like the costume of the bad guys too, um, it was like very like. Mad Max yeah, type stuff. It, it was exactly like yeah, Wasteland stuff. Wasteland, yeah. Skeletron had like an amazing costume. I loved the whole skull mask and like his whole thing where he his did. whole like uh, like blade gauntlet. Yeah, that shot that was so cool. And I liked they had like the cowboy for some reason. Yeah, that was that was so good. <laughs> and he was dressed like a cowboy, and that was really cool. And they had um, Zeus, which I almost feel like they should have named him Odin because he had I one know, eye. I right? Because, like, Odin in the mythology has one eye. Yeah. What, Zeus does it. Like, what? Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, he had a, they all had, like, really cool. It was very, like, it like you said, it was very Mad Max, very Wasteland, very 80s at the same time. And it all, like, really, really worked together. And it, made, it like, really created a really good environment. Another thing that was really cool that they did was the weapons. They had some amazingly cool weapons in there. Not only like the super high tech turbo glove, but they like a lot of the bad guys' weapons were also super cool. Like uh, they had in the arena towards the I want to say like the thirty minute mark or so, and when when he when the kid goes after Apple like to rescue her, mm-hmm. there's a guy in the arena that has a sledgehammer, but instead of like a hammer end, it's a cinder block. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And I thought and he just, that, like, waste that one dude like it was his brother. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, they got the, you got the classic, you got the gnome on the stick. The gnome <laughs> stick! Which is also, a, I don't know when. That was, I think that's my favorite weapon in the <laughs> entire movie. Aside from, you know, the kid's power glove, the, the yeah. turbo glove. And I don't remember exactly when it came out, but, uh, uh, what's it called? Army of Darkness. I think that was a reference to yeah, Army of Darkness because so he says, too. this is my boomstick. And she said, this is my gnome I stick. Thought, yeah. Uh, I thought that was fun. But yeah, I, my, what I figured out about the movie for the most part with like their weapons was very like item plus item plus tape equals a weapon because he had like two hammers that were taped together. Yeah. They had the gnome stick that was taped together and they were just like, yep, this is a weapon now. 
they had, but they also had, they had other interesting weapons. Like there were, like the gnome on the stake is super creative too. But they also had at the end, she's got the uh, like I think it was like off a carousel. She's got the unicorn, yeah, the unicorn carousel yeah. bike thing, and she just impales that woman. Yeah, <laughs> that was which really it, great. It looked like it was plastic, but it somehow went through her yeah. chest piece, which is like so great. Yeah, it was def. There was no lack of cheese in this movie. Oh yeah, movie. definitely. But another really cool weapon, one of the probably the coolest, was the uh, Skeletron's gauntlet that shot razor blades out, and it seemingly or saw blades out, which had he had a seemingly infinite supply of. Yeah, right. Like, where did he keep those? Like, how did those keep on popping out? <laughs> but that was that was a really cool weapon. Um, it was also alarmingly powerful. Right. That but, like that the, I think it was like the first kill of the movie was Skeletron taking out the one guy who was peeing. peeing yeah yeah and he's just like oh my gosh the blood just spray, like it oh, the gosh. blood sprays in this movie are amazing oh they're gosh. so over the top yeah there's this scene like you're saying the first scene with skeletron he the first kill he shoots a guy in the back when he's peeing with this like and it just goes straight through his chest but like, and there's like blood spraying out and then he falls back and there's and just like, like the a pee stream, stream. oh my gosh <laughs> it was ridiculous so over the top but also really good Another we- another weapon that I remember was the um the I don't know what he I don't he it was the guy with the gas mask and the like kind of like I don't the rice the yeah, like the, the new yeah. the wasteland rice field work I don't know what to call that I don't know what his name is I know yeah I know what you're talking about that guy he had a fist that was detachable and he but shot like, it and it was a chain attached but it was also like super slow because <laughs> like the kid just blew him away yeah. and he didn't even get to use the weapon. So yeah, the weapons. That was pretty cool. There though. was like no end to the creativity. They're like, you know what? Be cool. A cinder block, a sledgehammer. That'd be really cool. You know, it'd be cool. Two hammers together. A gnome on a stick. And I thought that was like really cool. It definitely went with the like over the top uh, aesthetic and the feel of the whole thing. But also is, maintaining that like post apocalyptic yes. you know, vibe because these people are gonna have mm-hmm. to make do with what they got. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we can talk about acting, which kind of goes into the cheese because. Yeah. It was like we said. It was very cheesy, and I, I can't. You can't blame the acting, but I think it was definitely like they wrote the dialogue to be that way. I think so too. Um, the main actors, uh, Apple and the kid. If you had to, get, I was looking this up. I was like super interested to find out about them because I hadn't seen them in much. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had to guess how old they were, what would you guess? Well, I I had looked up you know some things. Is? I know Apple is like. 30, apparently? Yeah, I thought that was crazy. I, I don't know how the kid is though. How old is he? He's 26. Dang, he looked he looked like he could be like like 17 or something. Yeah, I know. Or like younger. I was like, these people found the fountain of youth, right? <laughs> but yeah, they they were super youthful and acting. You know, you can't. It wasn't meant to be a drama or anything like that. So you can't say you can't blame it on them or anything. Yeah. it was definitely they they were. I written, think they did the cheesiness in terms of acting and just everything on purpose, like. Mm-hmm. They they weren't going for like a serious movie. This was just supposed to be like pure entertainment, pretty much. Yeah, and along those lines, it was super cliche with yeah. a lot of their storylines, like you know, revenge. You killed my parents. I'm gonna go after you now. And also like, uh, guy goes after a girl and all that kind of stuff. It was there was cliche. It was like, like you said, it's very 80s. So it pulled from a lot of 80s movies and a lot of like common movie tropes and stuff like that. And the big twist at the end were the. The main villain is actually a yeah. robot the entire time. <laughs> and yeah, so it was very, like, cliche. But I also thought 
for being such like a cliche movie, it was probably one of the most original movies I've seen in a in long like a time. While, yeah. And I thought that was really interesting that one of the most original movies is one that's like pulls from so much stuff that, I don't know, I really like that. And then we can go back to like, references there was like a lot of references both the like like we said 80s movies oh, and also games and cartoons too yeah like with the bikes you know that's very like goonies or um like et yep, yep stuff like that and there's also video game uh references the guy talked about there was a uh guy in the arena um who had a bear claw gauntlet um and apparently that guy draws a striking resemblance to a character called Vega from Street Fighter 2, hmm. which I've never played, so I can't confirm that or deny that. And I also didn't notice the guy, but this is I was just looking up trivia and stuff. And so, yeah, that was a, like a confirmed video game reference. That's pretty cool. Like for the people that like are super into Street Fighter, they're like, yes. And also um, Apple, her wrist thing, whatever that was, her that read her hearts mm-hmm. was very like Legend yeah, of Zelda. Yeah, Legend of Zelda, like all the hearts and stuff. That's like straight out of like the Zelda games. Yep, very, yep. And also... I, this was probably just coincidence because Fallout also has to do with Wasteland stuff. But I, I found there was a lot of, like, Fallout similarities. Think like, so? um, You've never played Fallout New Vegas, but no. there's a guy in Fallout New Vegas called Legit Lanius. Maybe it's pronounced differently, but that's how I pronounced it. But Zeus's mask that he wears, like, sometimes. And by the way, I want to talk about that for a second. Skeletron didn't talk and he had that skull mask on all the time and I thought that was really cool. I almost feel like um, Zeus should have wore that the mask more often. Or like yeah, like, I feel like he should have had it on like the whole time and like had that been like a big reveal or like maybe that covered up his eye that was missing or something like or that. Or like the robot face or something yeah. like that. I feel like that would have been really cool because that was like a really cool mask. But there's a guy in Fallout New Vegas that's like the leader of or a leader in the Legion who has like a super similar mask to that guy and he wears it like all the time and I was like I don't know if that's on purpose but that like they're almost identical yeah maybe they're like fans of Fallout and they're like you know what let's throw that in there it is a what you know because they're both Wasteland games or you know Wasteland stuff stuff so. yeah uh, also <laughs> <laughs> Turbo Kid is not a game yet well we'll get to that uh, also there was a there was the guy from kind of the beginning that Frederick was arm wrestling that had the skull like the like bone like, mask yeah. that was I don't know if it was in Fallout 3 but I know it was in Fallout New Vegas is that there's raiders that had like those exact kind of like bone headdresses that they wore that was exactly the same like he was very like he looked like a raider that would have been in Fallout and so I thought that was really interesting that they were throwing all these like video game references he also said that the um this is kind of video games and kind of just like references and stuff that the turbo rider slash turbo kid um outfit costume drew from mega man yeah uh, i could definitely power see rangers and i can't remember the other one but yeah and so i could see definitely see mega man because he's got the gauntlet and all that kind of stuff so i i could see that again that's also a video game reference so i thought that was interesting and i i don't know power rangers as well maybe you do but I, yeah i yeah i know my power rangers would you agree that it was i like would very agree power especially rangers? in terms of like like say skeletron uh in terms of like how his acting is like he's very much like a power rangers like you know yeah. monster like just i could see that because he's know? super over the he's top and dramatic top very and dramatic. like physical yeah i, yeah, I could see that because i have you know i've seen a few episodes and i know that like there's always like the background characters or villains or whatever that are like yeah, super nah, dramatic. Yeah. 
the other one I remembered was um, it was a mix between this Australian movie called BMX Bandits, which I've never seen, and I don't think you have, have either. I have never I've heard never, of that in my life. Yeah, I haven't. But, you know, they are on BMX bikes the whole time, and so, it's kind of like uh, it's armor, but it's also like pads that yeah you it seemed like a lot of the people were just wearing like football pads or like yeah. hockey pads or something so i could i could definitely buy that um that it was that it was like bmx t- stuff I, I thought it was very interesting how much bmx came into it but like again it's a reference to the 80s stuff um you want to talk about theories well i actually i have some uh, more 80s references too oh okay uh apple in terms oh. of like her design, she looks so much like the gem from Gem and the Holograms, I like did, the I've, '80s cartoon. I've never seen that. I'm I was gonna say sure. something else about Apple though. Really? That I thought it was interesting that Apple is a robot named Apple. Yeah, I think that was. I didn't in, know like, she. Yeah, I, I didn't know that if was, that was a, a direct reference, but I thought it was like really interesting. I think I feel like that was also uh, in the flashbacks. It shows um, the kid's mom and dad, mm-hmm. and to me. The kid's mom somewhat looks like Leia or Padme from Star Wars. And to me, the kid, I don't know about you guys, but uh, he has a striking resemblance to Mark Hamill's Luke Skywalker. I don't know if that was on purpose, but like his mom, like in terms of like the costume and the hair, she looks a lot like Padme and Leia. I feel like that was like a Star Wars nod. Okay. And uh, let's see. I think that's pretty much it for like, you know, in terms mm-hmm. of like costume. I think that was that at least that from what I picked up. If you guys or gals picked up on anything, tweet at us. We we made a Twitter, yeah. We made a Twitter. It's at CMU underscore Netflix Club. So follow us on there and send us stuff. Yes. I made so I made some notes as I was watching the movie that aren't necessarily like talking points, but just some interesting things that I noticed is that how old, you know, we we figured out that the kid was supposed is like actually 26, 25 when it was being filmed. Do you how old do you think he was supposed to be in the movie? Like 16 or 17, I think. Because I can see that because he definitely looks super young. Yeah, in terms but, of like how he dressed and stuff and he had action figures. I mean, yeah, I, that was a thing. I was like he has action figures and like he's super geeking out over comic books and stuff. Like what we geek out over I comic mean, books, but he be, was very like, but, but he was like very kiddish. And I so I wasn't. He didn't seem. I like had a hard adult. time determining how old he was yeah. supposed to be, especially with like when everybody's riding bikes. You're also like, okay, how old are we here? So so I, I don't know. It was very. He had a very ambiguous age. Just uh, open to interpretation. If you think he's, you know, old, <laughs> he could be. Uh. My first thought on Apple, which is all she was like, you grew to love her, um, was that is this girl a psycho or is she just lonely? Yeah, I because thought, you first meet her and she's with the dead body, and I'm like, okay, she murdered that guy. Like, oh boy, is she like a serial killer in the wasteland? Is she gonna kill the kid? Yeah, th- that's what I was thinking. Because she, I was also like, maybe she's vibe. like just super lonely in the wasteland, and like she had a dead person as a friend, and she's just like so psychologically damaged from living in a wasteland that. Which, if you know, we'll get to the pre uh, the prequel that was released. She definitely is a little bit. Yeah, I would say. Uh, but you definitely grew to love Apple for mm-hmm. sure. Like at first, I was at like, first, eh, but like she. Yeah, at first I, I really was like, her. okay, she's kind of annoying, and then it's like she's kind of kind of the character that grows on, and you're like, yeah. you know what, save Apple. <laughs> uh, some other notes I have was that 
I, I don't know where it was filmed. Actually, I think it was filmed in Canada. It was. I think it was entirely filmed in Canada. Yeah, I think, don't know where. I actually exactly. think it said Montreal. Now Montreal. That I remember. Okay, okay. But I also noticed they had a lot of French stuff, and Canada is like has a really large French population. There was a lot of like they had references to French stuff, like the cereal that he is eating slash she is eating is is. Uh, it refers to like the to, kid and apple when they were in yeah. the, like his house or yeah and like thing. the beginning refers to a movie that the directors really liked called Soylent Green which is a French film oh yeah cause uh actually to continue on that there is a point in the movie where the kid is like hey the water it's people that's definitely like a shout out to Soylent Green cause like the famous line from that is like Soylent Green is people so like I th- oh really yeah yeah I've never seen Soylent I've, Green. I've heard, like, I've seen clips of it and stuff, but, like, that was definitely, like, a reference to that, I think. Also, we said, these are also, these are, I'm just going to go through some of my notes. Um, also, we said that the movie is very cheesy and, like, very cliche, so it was also very predictable. Like, I don't know if you predicted what was going to happen by the end, but, like, as soon as, like, they introduced, I don't know if who was, in, was Zeus introduced first or was Apple introduced first? Uh... I think, wasn't it Zeus? I'm pretty sure it was Zeus. Okay, well then when Apple was introduced, my prediction was uh, boy and girl get along swimmingly after a while, but come into contact with Zeus somehow, and Zeus and or Razorblade guy kills Apple, and boy kills everybody with the help of Cowboy guy, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't, I don't think I saw Apple dying coming, which I, it's it which probably, time? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, true, which time? She, died, she died like dies a couple three times. times, or like, you know, they make you think that she's yeah. dead. And after a while, I'm like, okay, wow, is like, she going to be she, alive? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And I also thought it was interesting that that one helmet that they find for Apple is... Um, Conveniently goes along with the color scheme of her costume. Exactly. Which was so funny, but it was great. Um, yeah, and that's what I said. I, I made some notes. I almost wish that um, Zeus never took the um, helmet off. Another thing was that... His uh, Turbo Kid's main weapon, or like, I don't want to say main weapon, before he has the Turbo Glove, is two hammers that are duct taped together, like, so they're on opposite ends. Mm-hmm. But they get into one of those fights, and he pulls out a machete, and I'm like... Like, where'd the hammer go? Yeah, I'm like, I was like, where did the machete come from? Well, I think, didn't he use it in the arena, the hammer thing? Or am I he, thinking he, of something else? No, yeah, he used it, but towards the end of their fight because he threw it at the guy's face and knocked him out. Okay, yeah. So, like, later on in the final battle, the dude, like, pulls up... You know know what I'm talking about? Like, one of the bad guys, he pulls up the two hammers, and I think the kid gives off, like, a face, but then it turns out the guy turned it into, like, nunchucks. Oh, yep. So I wonder if he, like, took it off of, like, somebody's body and, like, made it into a weapon or something to get back at the kid. I also thought it was really funny. This are, their fight scenes are like great. Um, the arena battle is a super great scene. I thought it was really funny that there's like what was it four on four, four on three, um, and immediately they're like, okay, let's have a plan. You go and we're gonna you attack you, you attack him, whatever. And immediately that one guy runs out, falls on his knife, and, and impales just like himself. kills himself. That was so ridiculous. But like I love how like uh, the cowboy dude is like, okay. Apple, like, you just go in there and swing. She's like, sir, yes, sir, and just, like, yeah. starts, like, immediately kicking everyone's butts. So, I asked you a question. What do you, what did you think of Bagu as a character, the, like, merchant guy? Uh, he was okay. I mean, like, he was just kind of there. He was super goofy. Like, um, he takes the, um, the headband that Apple wears as, like, payment for giving them mm-hmm. directions. And I don't know if you noticed, his nails were painted, like, pink. Yeah, I did notice that. <laughs> that was kind of funny. 
I was like, where'd you get nail polish in the apocalypse? But I was like, all right. A goof. He, he likes to, you know, accessorize. He wants to look good. <laughs> I, I liked him a lot. And so I thought, going back to Gore, he had such a gory, messed up ending. Oh, my gosh. So, so they crazy. rigged this super gross contraption that, like, this movie is full of gore, but a lot of it's, like, over the top, and you're, like, super quick, so you're like, oh, well, that was kind of messed up. That was the but most that was messed the up. most messed up scene in the movie. We're going to get detailed here. Uh, you know, he's sitting there in the chair. He's got a hook or something hooked to, like, his, his intestines. Yeah, and they have the hook to a, bu- they have that hook to a bike tire. And in the end, the guy, like Skeletron, Skeletron, is just like, doop, 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 riding I'm a gonna... bike, like, pulling his guts out. And I'm like, oh, my God. This and is definitely, that was the point where I'm like, everything before this was like, wow, that's violent. Oh, that, that was the first one. I was like, oh, my God. Okay, that's. That's really intense. That's yeah. what I said. That torture scene was, like, so messed up, especially the, like, carelessness that Zeus had with it. He's like, okay, I told you everything you wanted. Are you going to let me go now? And he's like, well, it we took, a took while. all this time to put this together. You'll, you'll understand. What? No, go back. No, don't do that. Uh, since, as much as I want to, like, talk about this movie, like, kind of critically, you really can't because it was so goofy. Oh, no, yeah. One thing I had, though, is that they're like, okay, Apple, we need to get her that bio whatever scanner. Let's go get it. There's the cemetery. Let's go. And I thought they were there when they when she, like, when they're at the run that fire. And so I was like, okay, so she's probably got it. And then she doesn't. And I'm like, why didn't they go straight to the cemetery yeah. and get what they needed until they wait until Apple gets decapitated? And then they're like, okay, we should probably fall off this cliff and walk through a bunch of radiation to the cemetery. So that was something I thought uh, was like, this movie's goofy, but like that doesn't make sense to me. I guess they're kids, though. So. Yeah, true. Another thing was that everybody that got hit with the um, the turbo glove exploded instantly. Did Zeus survive because he's a robot? Because he so, survived the like, first blast because he was a, a he like I was like, oh, is it just because he's like the bad guy? But then it turned out to be a robot, so I was like, maybe it's like an electrical thing or something, like the blast from the turbo glove. So maybe that's why he was okay because he is a robot. I think it was definitely because he was a robot because when he got hit, he like flew back, and as he flew back, there was a, like a bunch of like red electricity like flowing all around him. Mm-hmm. That must have been some sort of like. Like yeah. countermeasure thing or something. I don't know. I thought it was funny that he was like, I'm a robot too. And he's like, also, I worked for a corporation or whatever. I was a corporate sidekick or whatever. And I'm like, hmm. evil corporations. <laughs> Typical yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, also, something I was just thinking of is that in the scene where uh, he goes to kill um, Turbo or the kid's parents, um, He's got both of his eyes, and then she shoots him in the eye with a crossbow, and there's, like, definite blood. Yeah. So, I don't... Do you I think wonder that, if they thought about that, like, him becoming a robot. And they were like, hey, let's do that. that. That'd be really cool. Yeah. They, I mean, like like I said, you can't really look at it critically, yeah. like, that way, but I was like, huh. I, wonder if I, wonder, I almost wonder if, yeah, the robot was, like, an afterthought. They're like, hey, let's make him a robot right now. This is a good opportunity. I'd be curious to, like, know, like, how much was, like, thought of on the spot like when they're making it I also didn't understand the whole point of maybe you understood it better than me his whole point of going to um, uh, the kid's parents house is it because he wanted to control all the water he wanted to control all the water yeah okay and then uh, one more question I had or at least another question I had about the ending was that I think it was Frederick is like now that you found the water source what are you going to do or whatever 
when he said you found the water source, did he mean that body grinder or did he actually find water that I just missed somewhere? Well, no, like in the beginning, they mentioned that they like, should we be messing around with Zeus? Like, why aren't we like focusing on finding the water source? And the water source was that huge, you know, gush of water that came out from the land where they're having the final battle. I didn't even like notice that, that. Yeah, that's See, what I they were looking for the whole movie. And, uh. Yeah, like it wasn't it wasn't the blood thing. The blood thing was just like you know. Yeah, I was too and I was too enwrapped in the blood thing. Yeah, like that was like just the machine that Zeus came up with as like an alternative. That was messed from up from the water source because everybody was looking for that. And I think they're trying to say that the kid's parents somehow like found it or something. Oh, okay. So another thing about that the body grinder that it produces water because they say you have like what do they say 70% of your body is water or something like that I was I'm sure it's not possible but I almost wonder if you really could find some way to extract the water from someone's body probably not in a grinder but if there was like a way I I don't don't, I hope there isn't and I I hope nobody tries it (laughs) because that's just wrong but I also thought it was like very interesting then that they touched on they're like hey you know what everybody always know everybody knows that you have like 75% of water in your body or 70% of water in your body or whatever I was interested that they're like hey you know what wonder if we can like make it a thing that they get water from dead people or something like that like what's the most messed up thing we could do yeah exactly like involving water okay yeah let's go do let's do that um yeah okay so then we can talk about the directors um like we said this was their first movie that they have ever done and they're also not it's not and i say directors because it's not like a typical movie where you have a director and like maybe someone that helps out there was three directors and they work as a team they directed it and they wrote it and it was their first movie ever fun fact the actual parents of the kid are two of the directors and the writers like see i noticed the, yeah. i noticed one of the girl but then I, I didn't notice the guy actually but yeah, their directing team, I guess, is called RKSS, which stands for Roadkill Superstar. Which is like the best director group name ever, aside from Daniels. <laughs> I love Daniels. Um, also, um, they are French Canadians. Like, they actually live in Canada. So I think that's probably why they have a lot of like French, refer- re- French references. Uh, like, aside from the Silent Green thing, I noticed that the first French thing I noticed was the. Um, there's a stop sign and it said arrête on it instead of stop and I was hmm. like that is French for stop that's yeah that's not uh, that's not American so I was like oh they must not because I, I, I don't know I always assume but I guess Netflix has a lot of indie movies I always kind of assume that movies are filmed in America or like by American people and so yeah. that was like the first tell that I was like okay this is this is not well I mean there were like a lot of like you know studio logos that like looked like mm-hmm. French and Canadian at the beginning like I think they said like Quebec Studios or something in the beginning of the movie. Oh, I, I, was, oh, yeah. I the only the, it's okay. the it's only okay. title thing I noticed was the laser disc one because oh. um, that was like pretty obvious. So this movie, because um, it was an indie movie, it wasn't like something that made millions. So it made I, th- I want to say it made like fifty thousand dollars, but that might have also been its budget. Um, but they're making money from like merch and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, if you had to get, if you had to rate this movie out of ten, what would you give it? I mean, it's definitely not a perfect movie, but I would give it like an eight point five. But don't confuse me. Like, I mean, don't let me confuse you. Yeah. I love this movie. This is this is great. It's really See, I would say eight point five is really high, yeah. not for this movie, I mean, but for like for a movie in general. I will. Like, I gave it. An, I gave it an eight. Okay. A yeah. solid eight, and it it has received like good reviews some places. Like for the most part, like I like it's a cult movie. It's or it's going to become 
certainly it's going to become a cult movie. Something, you know, small, smaller that like blows up. Everybody loves it. Like I could definitely see it becoming cultish in the same way that like Clerks is, you know, Clerks, no budget, essentially black and white. And it's like, that has a huge following, you know, that got Kevin Smith where he is today. I kind of, I could see that happening with RKSS in this movie. For sure. Um, and actually Rotten Tomatoes, which I've said is, known for being a little aggressive with their ratings, like being too hard. Well, it is just a culmination of, like, you know, all the different, you know, ratings Mm -hmm. from different, you know, reviewers. But if you had to guess what this was rated on Rotten Tomatoes, what would you guess in your percentage out of 100? Like maybe, like, in the 75s area? It has an 86%. Okay, wow. So that's actually... That's pretty cool. uh, That's good to know. If we go, if we compare it, like, to your thing, 8.5 is pretty accurate. But it said, I'm not, like I said last time, I'm not really sure how the ratings in Rotten Tomatoes work because it says it has an 86% in Rotten Tomatoes, which is fresh, uh, with an average review of 7.1. So that's kind of lower. And I also don't know what critics, like, actual critics, were expecting when they came into the movie. If they were expecting something way more serious or if they were expecting something that you're not meant to take seriously, it's meant to be just fun. Um, but yeah, and then Metacritic gave it kind of a lower score, 60 out of 100. And Roger Ebert gave it, or his website, gave it 2 out of 4. So I thought, you know, that's fair. It's, you know, average. I wouldn't say it was an average movie. I enjoyed it more than, like, a lot of movies. Definitely. But I could definitely see critically, yeah, it's it's all right. Um, and actually, we, since we said it, uh, it's becoming a cult movie, it um, was received really, really well by fans. And actually... I want to say it was, yeah, last year, shortly after the release or, like, at the same time as the release, they actually started an Indiegogo campaign to fund merchandise for the um, for the movie um, because they're, like, a small group. They don't have, like, a big studio backing them. That they don't, And it's also not, like, a huge movie that's going to, like, get tons of, you know, like, studios, like, pushing for merch and, like, nothing like that. So they actually started an Indiegogo campaign, and it received... 495% of its original goal. Wow. You received, which I'm not sure what the original was. I didn't want to do the math, but it received about $53,500. And all their like rewards for donating, depending on what level, were like super in line with the movie as a whole. Like they offered movies, the movie on a floppy disk. Really? And on a VHS tape. Uh, they had action figures for Zeus, Apple. What? Zeus, yeah, Zeus, Apple, Skeletron, and uh, the kid. They're actually like eighty bucks. They weren't like super bad. I'm I wonder not, if they still have them up for I, sale. That'd be so cool. Well, I mean, like you know, mm-hmm. somewhere like online. I want to buy that. And they also had like Turbo Rider comics. And you actually mentioned that they're making other comics. Yeah, they're actually. I think it's just the one for now. But there is a prequel comic about Apple. Hmm. So. Yeah, that that they're definitely making you know comics doing, about it. Are they are they making that or do they like have sell the rights up. to uh, uh they're, they're, to like Vertigo or Dark Horse or something or is it like definitely independently produced? I think there is like a comic book like, you know, company that is like hmm. distributing it. But yeah, and then they also have like general merch. They had like hats and stuff like that. Um and actually they just announced I think it was a couple weeks ago. It was, what's today? The 7th? Uh, the 10th? 7th. 7th? Today's the 7th. We and totally know sept- what day it is. <laughs> I, so I think it was 8th. No, it was like, I'm not sure. It was September 28th that they announced that there is going to be a sequel to the movie. Um, they announced it 
with uh, they just they did have an announcement, and they also released a the prequel video that stars Apple, and it's the same actress and everything, and it's actually a music video for, for like the same group of mm-hmm. musicians that did like the soundtrack. And I think the song was used in the movie. It's it was a, kind of like Apple's theme. It's Yeah, it's a musical short film, um, and it was directed by the same guys again. Like, they directed all their stuff. They weren't like, hey, you direct it, we trust you. They're like, we want all of it. And I think that's really cool. But, yeah, this was released September 27th. Okay, so I was wrong. It was released September 27th, which was one day before they announced a sequel. So there's a sequel coming. Um, do you want to talk about... Your, what you think is going to be in the sequel? Or do you want to talk about the prequel video a little bit? Let's talk about the prequel video. So It's called uh, No Tomorrow, a Turbo Kid uh, A Turbo story, Kid Tale. Or a Turbo Kid Tale. And yeah. it was by La Matos, yeah, um, La Ma- L-E Matos. space M-A-T-O-S, featuring Paws with three W's. Um, but yeah, and it was very well put together, I'd I say. I think so too. Like I don't know about you, but I thought the cinematography was much better in the music video. Oh, really? Than in the, the movie, I would Well, think. that's good then, because I'm sure RKSS is going to direct the sequel. The sequel, yeah, for sure. So maybe that means it's going to be even better. So yeah, it was really well. I touched on Apple, and as you know, if you watched it, that Apple, when she shows up, she's got a corpse a, with her mm-hmm. that's like her friend. And they, I don't, did you think it was the same person or it was supposed to be the same person? Uh, some people were speculating that it wasn't because, because the was, uh, corpse in the music video, I mean, Spoilers, like in the end, he ends up not having legs. Yeah. But in the movie, he does have legs. But the directors on their YouTube channel addressed it and said that maybe Apple, you know, found some legs and gave it to him or something because Apple is just oh like that. Gosh. She's so she's, she's so nice. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, that was super. That was that was a really good video. I also like that that. Hold on, was Apple in the a Turbo Kid tale? No. I mean, uh, uh, T for Turbo. Turbo. Yeah. Sorry. No, she was not in that. Okay. I also like then how they introduced her like fighting style, which is what face, throat, genitals. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I think that was like my favorite part of the movie, though. Especially the eyes, throat, yeah, genitals. I thought it was great when um, uh, when they did it with like actual weapons, and it was like super gory, and you're like, whoa. And when the cowboy guy was like, hey kid, and then he tries to do it, but like he does it in the reverse order. He takes the jaw off that guy oh and shoves it through his face, and then he what does he do? Stabs him? Something like or kicks him in the crotch? Something. I don't like know. That. Super. I was like, ah. And then he looks over. He's like, yeah. And he's like, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. So that was really well put together, which gives me, which, and especially since it's a uh, there's like. Done being done by the same group, that gives me hope for the sequel. I hate when they like have a sequel and it's directed by a different person because then you're like, this people don't know the feel, like, like the they vision don't. of you know mm-hmm. the original person. So, you, did you say you had theories and stuff? Yeah, like, I had some ideas about, about the like, universe. Do you want to talk about that about first, the and then we can talk about what we're kind of hoping for the sequel? Well, just the idea of uh, like the Turbo Rider in general. Like, if you noticed, like if you kind of like was were like you know kind of keeping check on things turbo rider was actually like a real person like you know like mm-hmm. i mean obviously i also thought it was you know, really interesting that he coincidentally fell into turbo riders, turbo riders real hideout. <laughs> but i i think that um i mean i think there's more than one turbo rider oh really yeah for sure because like the comic book was essentially propaganda and at the back of the hmm. comic book it was saying like become just like turbo oh, rider right. join the join the army i think there's kind of like it, in a way it's like similar to like halo there's like a bunch of Spartans. I think oh, it's yeah. the same deal with Turbo Rider. So I'd be curious. Like this is just my theory. Mm-hmm. I don't think it, it could be real. It might not be real. But I think in the sequel, 
maybe Turbo Kid's going to meet other Turbo people. Oh, I could see or, that. You know, that would that does make a lot of sense. Maybe Apple, if she comes back, which she probably will, mm-hmm. uh, maybe she could get you know a Turbo Gauntlet or something. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely think there's more than one Turbo. Or an writer. improved gnome stick. That would be that would be great. <laughs> maybe it could be like you know more technological yeah. or something and just crazy. I could see that. That that would make more. That would make me feel better about him. Somehow stumbling upon Turbo Rider. If you, if I knew there was like a bunch more, so it's not like it was like there's the one Turbo Rider. You happen to find them exactly where you're at. It's like, hey, that was just one of them. Yeah, I I, I definitely think there's gonna be uh, more than one. Also, I have an idea about Apple. Mm-hmm. I think like Apple and also Zeus mentioned that there were specific you know kinds of robots. Mm-hmm. Zeus apparently was like intended for you know to be like used in like a like a business. setting like at like a company or whatever Mm -hmm. and somehow that like transitioned into him being like an overlord which is you know you know i i can understand what they're going for but i think apple's intention like they never really specifically say it but i think she was intended to be a babysitter well they said she was like a she was supposed to be like a friend they said yeah like a friendship thing but that's also like how do they know exactly yeah i think she was intended to be a babysitter because you know, friends don't give other friends tracking devices that stay on your arm and don't come off. Hmm. Uh, I kind of think that she was possibly invented to be like a babysitter to keep track of kids, you know, with the with the arm thing and mm-hmm. also, you know, entertain them. And How- also she, um, I don't know if you noticed, but like when they discussed like dinosaurs or like space and stuff, she automatically knew exactly oh, just yeah. what it was. Maybe she potentially could be, you know, like like a teacher type of thing where oh, she yeah. like keeps track of the kids and teaches them stuff. Question about, I don't know. You, I mean, you don't know this, but about Apple and her, <coughs> excuse me, and her tracking device is that, did she just have multiple ones or did she take the one off her dead friend? I think she took it off of her friend. And so can you only get it off even once they're dead then? That's kind of dark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of messed up. I don't know. Maybe there, maybe it's like a child lock or something. Maybe. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Like I like I know like when he tried to get it off forcefully with like you know like a plier thing, there was an electric it, like, electrocuted him. But if, so if like, that, that was for like kids, that's messed up. <laughs> yeah, like maybe that's like a, you know like a mm-hmm. a thing that they in place. Like if you try to forcefully like take it off, yeah, it'll. You know maybe, and this is a little different for me. What you're saying, Apple was really nice. This probably isn't it, but you know tracking device that like you can't get off. Maybe it has something to do with like a prison or something like that. You know people wear those uh, ankle things. Um, so you never know. True, true. Uh, also, I think it's very well possible that there could be multiple apples. Like, maybe that'll be the way, that'll be how they, uh, should we pick back up from the, you're fine. Okay. All right, yeah. Well, I I'll could just start back up from, like, where I was going with the apple thing. Yeah. Also, I think it's very possible <laughs> that there could be, uh, multiple apples. Like, maybe that could be, like, how they reintroduce character in the next movie like like you know she's like you think that they'd all look the same or do you think they'd be different and they just have like the similar personality i wonder if they would look the same or or maybe there could be like all sorts of different kinds of apples but like maybe like with different fruit names or something i don't know (laughs) okay i see that so yeah in the future i i kind of like to see them explore this wasteland a little bit more maybe like I don't know if a city is perfect, but, like, more of a civilized place, like a city or something. I think that would be a really interesting setting for it. 
Um, I, yeah, I just think they need to explore new territory and stuff because, you know, the wasteland, especially where they're at, has, like, only so many opportunities for what you can do there. Also, I would like to see uh, maybe more information about, you know, the history of the wasteland, like mm-hmm. how this whole robot war came to be because they said, like, they worked for humans. They were designed mm-hmm. for humans and, like, different things. Like, how did it get to the point where they rebelled against the humans and maybe this where, is like, what did, did they ever say if this is actually what caused the wasteland or did they just say because I know they said acid rain caused by a nuclear winter. Yeah, they said there was like some sort of like nuclear. Uh, maybe it was because fallout. of the robots. Yeah, maybe the robots. I did think it. I think that's what they're trying to say. But just like because what they're immune to radiation that. and stuff, assuming that they're like normal robots, maybe. Uh, so what were you saying? What did you, what would you like to see? Oh, uh, just like more explanation of like the whole conflict okay. that led up to the to that and also like. You know, the robots were essentially, like, enslaved by humans mm-hmm. because, obviously, like, you know, Zeus did not like humans. Yeah. And, uh, like, how did it get to the point where, like, you know, they're putting out comic books showing, like, the robots as these, like, evil, you mm-hmm. know, beings. But there's these robots that are like Apple who are, like, completely nice. Mm-hmm. Like, how did it get to, that, get to that point? Maybe there were certain models of robots that rebelled against to you be know, fair as nice as apple was when she needed to be violent she was violent absolutely so i feel like that's something i'd like to see um a little bit of in the sequel is that maybe they explore apple's past a little bit they i didn't I really touch on it that much i mean they showed a, a teens in the prequel video but uh yeah, i'd really like to see more uh of her the kid they kind of showed they kind of explored that maybe frederick i don't know he wasn't like he was cool but i he definitely wasn't like someone i'm like i want to see more of him if you had to say uh, who your favorite character is, who would who would you say? Oh, I would probably say Skeletron. Maybe I really liked his weapon. I thought it was really cool. I would definitely say Apple for sure. Apple, I like Apple. I like the kid too. He's got a really powerful weapon, but I kind of like, I kind of he was like overpowered almost, and so it was cool. But I so they, they didn't make it like he's like outnumbered or something. It was like he could still easily handle it. Um, but I Skeletron, I really like his melee weapon. It was super creative. And I also like that he didn't talk at all and he had that whole mask. But now he's dead, so he's not going to be back. He kind of reminded me of like Maybe they'll Boba make him a Fett cyborg. a little bit. That would be so cool. Turn Skeletron into a, like a robot. That would be really cool. But yeah, like uh, I was saying, like Skeletron kind of reminded me of like Boba Fett a little bit. Just, I don't know if that was intentional or. I could see that because he's know? like kind of silent and he's also kind of like the big the bad guys like mercenary i could see that so anything else do you want to cover any final thoughts uh yes okay michael ironside oh yes i had some stuff who about plays him too. zeus also voices dark side in the justice league and justice league unlimited cartoons i'm a fan of him he's very good see i didn't know about that but i did know that he is like straight out of the 80s he was in scanners he was in top gun and he was in total recall which is technically 1990 but that's still like an 80s movie um but yeah he i thought it was interesting that they had like kind of like no name i don't want to say no name people but like not lesser known actors next to like this guy that's like he has 242 credits on imdb for acting dang and I mean, those movies that I mentioned are like prime 80s movies. So I feel like that would kind of, they went with that, definitely went stuck. When they chose him, they definitely were going with that 80s thought in mind. I just remembered uh, another like reference to another 80s thing. Uh, Apple's uh, saying, strike first, strike hard, no mercy. That is a direct reference to Karate Kid. 
Oh, like yeah. the bullies, like uh, dojo, that was their saying at the dojo was strike first, strike hard, also no interesting. mercy. Michael Ironsides was in the karate, the second Karate Kid, I believe. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I never yeah, yeah. saw it, but I was looking at his credits. That's that's interesting. I didn't even think of that. And I didn't know that he had like 200 movies underneath his belt. Yeah, that's well, crazy. like some of it's voice acting and stuff like that. But yeah, 242 acting credits. I'm like, geez, that guy's been busy. Yeah. So, any any other final thoughts? Or no, is that it? I think that's pretty much it. So, I will say that I strongly recommend you watch this movie. Not not with kids, though. It might seem like a kid movie. Not with kids. Watch it by yourself. I think so. Or with adults. So, yeah. That will do it for the second episode of the Netflix Movie Club. I've no, I have mean, I'm Tom. I'm Noah Bayshore. <laughs> Be sure to follow us on Twitter yes. and send us your recommendations for any movies. Also, use the hashtag CMU. Netflix Club, and we can have a conversation about, you know, Turbo Kid or Bernie or any future movie we Yeah, watch. we're definitely open having, you know, conversations about the movies. If there's something we didn't bring up and that you thought was really important, something you really like, yeah, feel free to tweet us. All right, that'll do it. See ya. <laughs>